It's not always about the big idea, a tech-heavy solution, or the grand plan. Sometimes all you need to make a better city is some humanity, a sense of scale, and keen citizens. From laptop-glued nomadic workers to seniors sent into a world of self-checkout and auto-pay, city dwellers are feeling more and more isolated. Urbanism can help. The essence of the square can be used to engineer living rooms for a city with the aid of clever planting, welcoming seating, a news kiosk and an outdoor gym. If you walk the streets of London or Kyoto, you'll see houses where people have chosen to ignore the risk of vandalism and theft and place plants outside their homes, offices and shops. A small act of faith and a belief in investing in where they live. These acts soon multiply and deliver change. Cities need rules, but most also get carried away with admonishing people for all sorts of modest rebellions against their regulations. How about actually letting people lock their bikes to the railings, walk on the grass and skateboard in the park? Don't be sniffy about the rise of the pampered pet. These animals are trusted companions who help owners navigate the stresses of city life. And cities need to embrace this fact. In a world where people remain single for longer, a pooch-positive city is a potent force for well-being. Many cities have lost their dedicated magazine or daily newspaper, but not all and numerous radio stations still give a voice to a city's concerns. We must be alert to what we lose when a metropolis's media scene crumbles, a sense of knowing your community, its concerns and needs. People are starting to understand that we should embrace what we have, that today's ugly is often tomorrow's beautiful. This shift is also propelled forward by the understanding that the young and creative need cheaper, unreformed spaces for work and play. Squeaky clean can be seriously dull. In many cities, the connection with a river, the very reason that these metropolises were often established where they are, has been downplayed. Our rivers are potential highways, places for leisure, pop-up beaches and spots for seeing life float by. Hats off to the likes of Seoul and Paris, which have re-embraced their waterways. Cities need the veins of trade running through them. It's what keeps people employed and paying their taxes. So embrace the business world, don't push companies beyond the city limits, and make your zoning flexible. It's surprising how many planners and property owners still fail to grasp what could be done with their rooftops. Whether a tennis court on the peak of a Tokyo tower or a nightclub on the crown of a Vienna high-rise, there's a whole layer of our cities that's underutilized. There are pioneers, urban farmers included, but too often we neglect the potential above us. The past few years have seen lots of cities appoint nightmares, champions charged with protecting the nighttime economy. They are needed because too many cities see bars and clubs as dens of sin. Well, 
what's wrong with a little bit of that, and so forth clamp down on licenses. But the night is a generator of money and taxes, and cities need to let their hair down. These are just 10 ideas about how everyone can feel part of their city's story. But there's much more to explore in our brand new book, The Monocle Guide to Building Better Cities. This 300-odd page publication is packed with examples of best practice, inspiring stories and clever ideas. Published by Gestalten, it's available at all good bookshops now.